Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting Pops on the River, an outdoor concert experience with songs from the Eagles featuring the Seven Bridges Band and the entire symphony. June 1st at McGrath Amphitheater. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Monday. It is the 2nd of October. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. The Iowa Board of Regents will ask the state legislature for an additional million dollars next year to help students with mental health needs. Regent Abby Crow of Tiffin made the motion for the request at last week's meeting. She says it is not the first time the issue has been discussed. I know as regents we've heard these needs presented consistently in recent years by students and university administrators, highlighting an opportunity we have to address a central issue that touches the lives of many. Crow says student leaders at the public university campuses in Iowa have been asking for additional mental health resources. She says if the funding is approved, the students want to continue their involvement to help mental health-related programmings in the future. The U.S. Department of Agriculture says it is changing a rule to try to get more free meals to students in schools. But as Harvest Public Media contributor Kate Grumke reports, not all districts across the Midwest plan to sign up. This week, the USDA changed a rule to allow more high-need schools to qualify for free meals for all students. The St. James School District in Missouri is one that didn't qualify before but might now. Superintendent Tim Webster says his district will have to take a hard look at the numbers. We're very thankful that the USDA would drop that threshold uh, because that's a great thing uh, for our students. But at the same time, we have to make sure that it financially makes sense for the district to still not lose money. Webster says after the pandemic, when students had to start paying for meals again, the district saw a rise in meal debt. That will be part of the financial calculus. As Iowa comes out of a weekend of record high temperatures in some communities, the state's climatologist says we might also be facing a warmer-than-normal winter. Justin Glisson says an El Nino pattern is developing, which often brings warmer winter temperatures to this part of the country. Glisson says as far as precipitation, it's too soon to sell. So we've had years in which we've seen above-average precipitation. Uh, we've years in which we've been below average. So as of right now, not a clear signal in terms of precipitation, but definitely uh, we're looking at the potential for a warmer winter. The last strong El Nino ended in 2016. Iowa's average temperature was about five degrees warmer than normal that winter. We have a couple more days of above average fall temperatures in Iowa before the temperatures get back to normal later in the week. Iowa is seeing a critical gap in dentists who take patients with Medicaid coverage. That's according to the dental director of one of the state's community health centers. More from IPR's Sheila Brummer. Dr. Ashley Huber of the Siouxland Community Health Center in Sioux City says a shortage of dentists who treat Medicaid patients is a widespread issue, even more noticeable on the western side of the state. For the past 18 months, her clinic started restricting new patients to only children, and it's hard when they have to turn people away. We have patients that come up to our front desk in tears, and they're like, I just, I can't. I can't do it. I can't take it anymore. Huber says in many cases, patients who need emergency care end up in the ER, which results in higher costs. The Iowa Dental Association says dental Medicaid rates have been stagnant for more than 20 years, making it difficult for patients and dentists. 
The organization devoted to helping young people develop skills they can use throughout their lives is celebrating its founding this week. Emily Severide is the executive director of the Iowa 4-H Foundation. She says the 4-H program has more than a century of history in the state and is still very much alive. We reach about 120,000 young people throughout the state of Iowa, so that is both in 4-H clubs, it could be during some after-school specialty clubs, uh, special camps, all those types of things. So lots of different ways for young people to interact with the 4-H program. Separate says many Iowa 4-H clubs are holding events this week to celebrate during National 4-H Week. It's here first from Iowa Public Radio. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. The annual monarch butterfly migration is well underway, with the insects expected to arrive in Mexico just in time for the Day of the Dead in early November. For decades, scientists with the nonprofit group Monarch Watch have relied on thousands of volunteers to try to figure out the mysteries behind this long-distance journey. IPR's Sheila Brummer has more. At DeSoto National Wildlife Refuge near Missouri Valley, everyone in the Ivy Caldwell family chases butterflies. He's going to land way up high. There's Mother Lori. Up above. Father Julian and their two sons, 11-year-old Eli and 10-year-old Irvin. I really love butterflies. I loved them since I was little, and I loved catching them. They scamper through the wilderness of a warm Saturday in September, with nets popping out over tall wildflowers through brush and trees. I think it's pretty amazing that you've got adults out chasing butterflies. You want to just grab it like that, just very gently, just like that, okay. Park ranger Peter Ray oversees several late summer outings where volunteers carefully catch... And mark each monarch with a tiny sticker before letting them go. There it goes. Adios. (laughs) The goal at the refuge is to tag 300 butterflies this season for researchers to try and follow their path. People who find the tagged insects can enter information with Monarch Watch online. Every creature counts since only about 1% are ever recorded dead or alive in Mexico. And they're not flying with any other butterfly that has done it. It's an amazing migration. Ranger Ray says a migration of hundreds or thousands of miles. Chip Taylor launched Monarch Watch at the University of Kansas in 1992 to monitor migration east of the Rockies. There's something about a monarch that seems to capture the feelings of people. He wanted to know more. As we knew that the monarchs first reached the overwintering sites in Mexico almost on the same day every year. And how is that possible? So we came up with the idea that maybe this is all synchronized with celestial changes. And it turns out that it is. Through the tagging of more than 2 million butterflies spanning more than 30 years, scientists uncovered more details. A majority come from the Midwest. And size matters. You don't want to be a small pipsqueak here because you don't have the glide power. Taylor says monarch butterfly numbers soared before wide herbicide use and the loss of habitat created a dramatic fall in the 90s. He's seen lower but steady populations during the past decade. Monarchs will always be with us, but we could easily lose this migration unless climate change is abated in some way. Taylor says drought affects the food supply. Hot temperatures can also impact breeding and slow the butterflies down making it difficult sometimes for them to reach Mexico in time. The focus now is to tag those still around. Goodness gracious, this is not as easy as it looks. From veterans to those like the Ivy Caldwell family, we're just learning about the flightful creatures. 
Trying to catch a moving target can be difficult. These butterflies fly high and fast. They're crafty. They're very crafty. Yeah, they're very crafty. They bagged almost a dozen if you count the one that got away. And Irvin picked up a few pointers. I learned how to tell a male and female apart. There's dots on the male's wings and none on the female's. It's that type of hands-on experience that thrills Chip Taylor, who at the age of 86 plans a metamorphosis of his own. After volunteering all of these years, he will soon step down as director of Monarch Watch. He set up an endowment to ensure advocacy and appreciation of monarchs lives on. I did! I caught one! (laughs) Near Missouri Valley, I'm Sheila Brummer, IPR News. Oh, this will be the scary part, seeing if I can get him in there without losing it. And that's here first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Have a great day.